Helping you build a better brand through the fusion of form and function. This is the Rightly Designed Show. Hello and welcome to the program. This is the Rightly Designed Show and my name is Thomas. Today's topic that we're going to dive into is something called crowdsourced logo designs. Some also refer to them as logo design contests. So it's likely you've seen or heard about these before. They're advertised just about anywhere. There's tons of different companies that do things like this. 99designs is a pretty popular one, but there's a bunch of them out there. And the general concept goes like this. You come in and let's say you need a logo design created. So you go to one of these logo design crowdsourcing websites. You give the details of what you're looking for, maybe a little bit of information about, you know, your company or what it is that you do. And then, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of designers jump in there and they create designs from, for you. At that point in time, you know, after the first round has gone, gone by and you've had a chance to look at all the different designs that have been created, you then get to go in there and kind of hand select like 10 or 15 different ones that you think are the finalists. You can ask for revisions, they refine it, until you finally have a logo design that you are happy with. But there's four main reasons I'm going to go into today as to why, no, you should not have your logo designed on a crowdsourcing website. Uh, this is a very important thing to keep in mind, especially when a logo design itself is very much the cornerstone of your brand. Once you start using your logo design on different elements, you know, such as business cards, your website, uh, you know, different print collateral, it's going to start becoming synonymous with who you are. It's the thing that people recognize you by. So what happens is as you start to establish that, as a, you know, a cornerstone or a, a very significant part of your brand, it becomes really hard to change that later on. Once you do change that or if you do change it, it then becomes something that you have to then you know, start all over again, reinventing the wheel of getting people to recognize you and your brand. So once you get a logo design, it's really important that you nail that logo de design the first time and any future changes are only slight variations. If you look at a lot of the brands out there, top brands that you you would recognize, you know, right off the bat, things like, you know, Nike or Reebok or Coca-Cola or all these different brands out there, Minute Maid, Apple. Some of them have had uh, variations or logo changes or, or rebrands throughout the course of the history of their companies. But nine times out of ten... These companies make slow transitions. They don't make giant leaps when it comes to changing their branding. And that's because they've had so much time, money, and energy invested into a logo mark that has become synonymous with their brand. So in the same way, if you just rush out, get a quick logo done at a logo design contest, and then call it done, you could be stuck with that for years and years to come and find it a hassle and a headache to have to change that later on. Okay, so what's the solution to the problem? The solution to the problem is to get it done right the first time. The best way to get a logo design done that's going to fit and carry your brand uh, onward is to hire a designer. I would recommend that 
99% of the time, I'd recommend hiring a designer. So, but a lot of people ask or, you know, don't really know a lot about it or, you know, just kind of jump into it because it, at, at first glance, it seems like a great way to get a logo design. Why not? You have like, you know, hundreds of designers at your fingertips creating logo designs for you. Well, the first reason why it doesn't work is because quality always trumps quantity. When you go to a logo design contest, you get tons of options. That, that is for sure. You get tons and tons of options to choose from, and you, you get to look through a lot of varying different styles and a lot of different varying looks and color schemes and perspectives for how your logo design could look. The problem with that, though, is each specific designer who's going in there and creating these logo designs for you is not producing for you high-quality work. So what do I mean by high-quality work? Um, I've actually gone in, and just to kind of test the system, I've actually gone into a number of these uh, logo design contests myself and have actually submitted some contests or some concepts just to kind of see how it works. And the way that it ends up working from a designer's perspective, in order for you to be able to make it uh, economical or you know reasonable in terms of your time and actually earning a living – you have to crank out logos. You have to create as many of these logos as you possibly can in as short amount of time as possible. You got to jump from one contest to the next to the next, always rolling the dice and hoping that out of a hundred designs, yours will get selected because if it doesn't, you don't get paid. So what does that mean for you, the person buying this logo design? It means that you're not going to get, it's it's virtually impossible for you to get even a good designer's best work. A lot of what these designers do to remain successful is they go to stock image or stock graphic websites or they flat out steal logos from other sources and just modify them slightly and then post them up for you to review. Uh, there's some of these logo design sites I don't know. So each of them have different rules, but some of them will actually allow a designer to, you know, get caught, you know, three times actually stealing work um, before they get kicked off the site. I personally went in and actually was, as I mentioned, I was actually testing this out a little bit. I had another designer just flat out steal one of my designs. It's like, okay, this is just nuts. But so from a designer's perspective, again, it's it's rolling the dice. But for your company, you're getting. 100 low quality designs. If you were to take that same amount of money that you spend at a logo design contest and put it to one designer, that designer can actually put forth the time, the effort, the energy to do the research, the initial sketches, and to really put in a lot of thought into providing you a quality, unique final product. So the second reason is that that kind of leads into the second reason, which is that design is a process. Design isn't something that you just kind of sit down and crank out in five minutes and you're done, especially when it comes to a logo design and the fact that there are so many logos out there. It's a process. As I mentioned, it takes, for example, my own logo design process starts out with initial thumbnail sketches, or sometimes I will create two or you know 300 sketches just to get ideas on paper and to try all the different avenues that would best visually communicate the brand that the logo represents. So it starts out with sketches a lot of times, then you know, nailing those sketches down to 15 concepts, tweaking and playing around with those concepts, trying them at big sizes, trying them at small sizes, making sure that they're going to work on a business card at the top left-hand corner, 
as well as on a website and on the side of a truck. So all of those different things matter. All of those things need to be taken into consideration. And all of those things are entailed in creating a quality logo design. So from beginning to end, creating that logo design is very much a process. It's not a 12 minute, you know, throw some shapes together, add some logo type and you're done. It's a very uh, market driven thought involving process. So the other reason uh, to to uh, consider, carefully consider whether or not you're going to do a logo design uh, contest is that pretty design is only half the battle. Uh, as I mentioned, a lot of thought and a lot of process goes into actually creating a logo design. But let's say, for example, you come out and you get you get lucky. You find somebody who just in 12 minutes or 15 minutes or 30 minutes even cranks out the perfect logo design. It's pretty. It's, you know, it's got the color palette that you like and all those different things. The problem is that if the time and the effort and the energy has not been invested into that logo to ensure that it's, you know, it's timeless, it's going to work over a lot of different mediums, you've only got half the battle put into that. The question then has to be, okay, well, does it accurately convey the message of your brand? Does it fit the theme, the style, and the mood of your brand? Sure, it may look pretty, but does it fit? Does it appeal to the market that you're trying to reach with this brand? So again, a logo design is only half a good design, and the other half is a proper and well-placed and well-crafted design specific to the market you're trying to reach. So one of the uh, one of the kind of um, scenarios I like to use is just an example as to what this logo design concept is like. Is imagine for a moment if you were going to hold like a baking contest and your goal was to get like a really high quality, timeless, you know, cake for an incredibly important uh, occasion. And so you go to a uh, rather than going to a baker who's tried and tested and, you know, has a bunch of secret recipes who you know will create for you a quality product. Instead, you go out to, like, let's say a college or you go to a place where there's, a, like, a hundred different chefs uh, or a hundred different bakers who are not nearly as experienced but who will all pledge to create a cake for you to try um, and then you'll be able to pick from the batch. So what you'll end up with is a hundred lower quality cakes that you would end up spending a lot more for than you would if you just went to the professional baker who you already know has the time-tested experience to create for you something that will uh, fit your particular needs. The same exact concept applies when it comes to logo design and it makes all the difference in the world. You're listening to the fusion of form and function. This is the Rightly Designed Show. So one of the biggest reasons I've heard why people decide to go with a logo design contest is that it's perceived as a really good value. You know, you're just starting out with your company. You just need a logo and you just need to get off and running. Um, you just need something. And so it's really affordable. Sometimes it's like, I don't know, $300, $500. Some get up to like 1000 depending on how many different designers you want to get involved. But that's generally the argument. It's really affordable, cost-effective. I actually found, I came across an article recently uh, that goes into it from a little bit of a different perspective, and that's the actual numbers, uh, the breakdown of a logo design contest and how valuable it really is versus just hiring a designer. 
So I'd recommend just taking a quick moment to go to rightlydesigned.com slash podcast slash eight. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. Highly recommend just checking it out and reading it uh, in its entirety. I'll read some of it here just so you get an idea of it. But again, it just bring, it breaks down to the numbers to make some really good points. It says, I'm still a numbers guy at heart. That's why I get so frustrated every time I hear someone who recommend someone recommending crowdsourced design services like 99designs. The math just doesn't work out for business owners, but it looks like such a compelling solution on the surface that they keep falling for it. If you're not familiar with it, the idea behind these services is that instead of hiring a designer, you hold a design contest. You receive dozens or hundreds of design submissions, pick the best one, and then award that person the money. Uh, there's been a lot of talk in the design community about how these services are fundamentally bad for designers, but here's the reality. Business owners don't care what's good for designers. That's fine, since it's not their job to care. The job is to get the most value possible for their business. And this is where the numbers come in. Work the numbers and crowdsourcing design doesn't make much sense. Let's say you find an up-and-coming student designer at your local university and you pay them $1,000 to design a logo for you. If their normal rate is $50 an hour, which is reasonable for a less experienced designer, we get about 20 hours of their time for research, brainstorming, designing, revision, etc. It's not a ton, but for a small business, you could probably get a pretty good logo design out of that project. In addition, that student designer has made some much-needed money, you've supported your local economy, etc., etc., Let's compare that to a crowdsourced design contest. You put up the same $1,000 and you get 100 logo variations from different, uh, from different designers. They're certainly not going to put 20 hours of, worth, uh, 20, uh, hours of work uh, and thinking and effort into a 1 in 100 chance of getting $1,000. If you divide that 20-hour effort by the 1 in 100 chance, it becomes a reasonable time expenditure of just 12 minutes. So for, an, a one, for a 1 in 100 chance of $1,000 to make about the same money as the student designer is making, it only makes financial sense for the crowdsourced designers to put just 12 minutes of effort towards your project. Or maybe the designers on these sites don't have the skills to command a $50 an hour rate, and they're willing to put just 30 minutes, which would equal $28 an hour, or even 60 minutes, which would equal $10 an hour, towards your project. And that's still not much. Under the pressure of those constraints, many designers on crowdsourcing sites revert to simply stealing other logos, tweaking them, and submitting them as original work. This practice is so widespread that many crowdsourcing sites implicitly tolerate it, banning uh, designers only after they're caught three times. Um, And you can imagine how many stolen logos go unnoticed. It's a hundred lower quality designers putting a few minutes of effort into your project and possibly stealing them. Versus one higher quality designer putting 20 plus hours of effort into your project and creating an original logo. At its core, the crowdsourcing model is based on the quote, monkeys with typewriters principle. It's the hope that if you have enough options, you'll find a diamond in there somewhere. It's the misconception that you'll increase value by increasing the number of options. However, if you want a coherent story, you're always going to be better off hiring one writer even a less, ex- a less experienced writer, than you will by trying to build an army of monkeys pounding on keyboards. So the article goes on and it talks about uh, some different examples. It talks about a specific 
um, person who owns a platform who paid $1,000 to receive 600, uh, 760 designs from 226 designers, which means that they spent an average of $1.32 per person. But at the end of the process, um, the, the, the actual final product uh, was still not something that the person was happy with, so they ended up hiring a designer after all. So all of that is just a, a point to take a look at the fact that um, even if you are interested in, you know, saving some money and trying to make sure that uh, you you take the most affordable path possible, you're still going to be better off just trying to find one designer who has logo design as a core competency. Uh, because that logo designer, what they're going to do is they're going to take the time and, you know, if they if they know the logo design process well enough, they're going to offer all of their time and energy to you and to your uh, project and to your concept and work with you as a partner. See, a lot of times when you're working in these crowdfunding, uh, these crowdsourced type logo designer design resources, the problem is, is that the logo designer isn't necessarily trying to create what's best for your brand. They're trying to do what they think you want because nine times out of 10, you're just going to pick the logo that you want. There's not going to be a real rationale behind it. It's just going to be a matter of, oh, that one looks nice, or that one's what I had in mind, so I'll pick that one. So it's it's not really in a designer's best interest to go outside the box, to try new options, to dialogue with you, to get more information, and to provide you with expertise and feedback. So at the end of the day, what you're really paying for, in one sense or another, is just a stock logo. Yeah, that looks good. I'll take that one. So there's a lot to be said uh, for the value in just the logo design process itself. So while a designer isn't a, a single designer may not offer you a hundred different concepts, having one designer that puts a hundred times more time into one logo design will be ten times more valuable than having a hundred logo designers create ten-minute concepts. Um, and just kind of hoping that one of them gets lucky. So uh, th that's not to say that, you know, logo design or, or not logo design, but crowdsourcing doesn't have its place in the world. As a designer myself, from a design perspective, I typically don't recommend it for, for most things. But on smaller projects that aren't as pivotal to your brand, you know, like creating uh, social media covers or uh, creating graphics for your blog or shareable graphics or things that aren't as pivotal as your logo design or as a book cover or something like that, there's still a place for it and there still is a value there. But typically when it comes to something like your brand and something that's going to stick with you for as long as it is, I highly recommend finding a designer who can help you and walk you through each step of the way. So I hope you find this useful. Hopefully it gets you thinking about the process and if you have a new project upcoming or a new uh, logo design that you've been considering, uh, you may want to consider actually working and partnering with a specific designer. There's tons of different places out there that you can find them. So always recommend going that route over a logo design concept or contest itself. So again, I hope you found this useful. Uh, feel free to visit rightlydesign.com slash question. It's actually a new page I've got set up on Rightly Design where you can actually record a question that I would be more than happy to consider answering at length in a future episode. So again, that's rightlydesign.com slash question. 
And again, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Be a part of the show. Contact us at rightlydesigned.com slash contact with your questions, thoughts, and feedback. To read the show notes from today's episode or find previous episodes, visit rightlydesigned.com slash show.